Welcome to All Truth No Cap, a podcast for teenagers. Please take a second to follow and leave a review. This will allow the podcast to appear in feeds more frequently. If you have a question or a topic that you'd like to hear more on, shoot me a message and we'll take some time to address that particular topic. Our goal is to help a generation navigate the world that they are living in, so please share the link and give others a chance to get some help. Now, obviously, we're jumping on quick, uh, knocking out two or three this afternoon in uh, hopes to once again get back on track. Like I said in the last episode, that uh, the, one of my New Year's resolutions is to to be more consistent with this. And obviously, life happens, but uh, still uh, want to get these out. Um, Going to look at a new, um, not a new topic, but just a topic that I don't know that we've hit before, at least from this direction. Uh, very interesting one that I uh, just came across the other day as I was reading through the book of Genesis, and uh, something hit me that I, not, I have never really seen before, and obviously it's not like the Bible's changing, uh, the Bible's still there and all that, uh, but but ultimately, uh, it's something, like I said, I, I've not really seen before. If, you're, if you do follow along, in the book of Genesis, in chapter 29, uh, we find uh, the story of Leah. Um, Leah, you remember, uh, the Bible says that, um, Jacob, uh, goes to Laban and, uh, Laban has two daughters. He has an older daughter named Leah and a younger daughter named Rachel. And Jacob has eyes for Rachel and, uh, wants to pursue Rachel, wants to, uh, wants Rachel to be his wife and all that. And Laban makes a deal with him. He says, look, if you work for seven years, he said, I'll give you Rachel. Uh, I'll give you her. Uh, I'll make her your wife and all that. And uh, so he works for seven years. At seven years, the Bible says that uh, the uh, wedding happens, and <laughs> Laban passes off uh, Leah as Rachel, and uh, Jacob doesn't realize that. And uh, in turn, uh, he was a little upset the next morning, and I really don't blame him. Uh, but uh, the Bible says then he goes to Laban and said, "Wait a second, what'd you do?" And uh, at that point, Laban said, well, there's this law and the, the older has to go for the younger. And so, but it, but if you work seven more years, I'll give you, uh, I'll give you Rachel too. And uh, so he never got rid of Leah. It sounds horrible to say it that way, but he never got rid of Leah. Uh, he had her the whole time. And then obviously he, he was able to marry Rachel after the seven years. But we come to this point here and uh, the Bible says, or once again, like I said, we're in chapter 29. Uh, the Bible says that uh, Leah was tender eyed. Uh, now I don't know necessarily what that means. I've seen from some people, or I've read some places that it, uh, there was actually a physical problem with their eyes. Uh, I've also read some places that it was merely a figure of speech, uh, talking about uh, the, the she was more homely in appearance, that type of thing. I don't know what it is, but the Bible emphasizes that Leah was tender-eyed, Rachel was beautiful. So we can safely assume that Leah did not look like Rachel. And once again, you think, well, wait a second, but but that's me, or I, I, that's you're going to see where we're going with this in a second. I'm just trying to get you to understand right off the bat, Leah has a serious self-esteem problem. Uh, you know, you think of it this way: you imagine being in Leah's shoes, and you're the, in essence, the butt of the joke. Uh, that uh, you know, you you know that this uh, man wants to marry your younger sister, and as a joke or as a, I, there's no way I'm ever getting rid of this daughter. So here. Let me deceive them and pass you off. That's where Leah's at. And Leah Leah sees that. You know, that that's where she's at. That's a difficult place to be. Um, but the Bible says then uh that uh though they move away and they begin or that they haven't moved away completely yet. They're getting ready to move away. And the Bible says, I want you to see these verses here. The Bible says in verse uh in chapter 29, uh verse uh seven or 17, we already read, she was tender eyed. Verse 31, the Bible says. And when the Lord saw that Leah was hated, he opened her womb, but Rachel was barren. God saw the fact that Leah was hated. 
You know, it, it's it, it's not just in her imagination. It wasn't just something that she dreamed up. It wasn't just her misinterpretation or her misunderstanding. God saw that she was hated, and she saw that something there was there was a, a problem there. You know, it's an ironic thing we just looked at in the last episode about Jacob loving Joseph more than the others, and uh, Jacob had made no bones about that. Jacob had no shame in whatsoever in treating somebody differently based on whether he liked them or not. He had no shame in that type of thing, and we see the same thing here. The Bible says that in in God, this is God's words, the Bible here, and the Bible says, and when the Lord saw that Leah was hated. And so it's something that he saw. Now I want you to see, we're going to look at that. Uh, that's That might be something we'll look at, look at down the road. What I want you to see is Leah here. We're going to look at Leah's perspective on everything. So Leah, Leah is tender-eyed. I doubt she did not know that. Um, she knew she knew the situation. She knew that she did not look like Rachel. She knew that Jacob really didn't want her. And now we see, obviously, God knows she's, that she's hated, and I'm sure Leah knew she was hated as well. So, But watch watch your progression. The Bible said in verse 32, it says, And Leah conceived and bare a son, and she called his name Reuben. Now watch, for she said, Surely the Lord hath looked upon my affliction. Now watch, now therefore my husband will love me. You see, Leah was placing her value, her value to Jacob in whether, in this case, in the producing of children. You know, I'm never going to be as beautiful as Rachel, but look, here's a son. A little bit later in uh, verse 32, the very next verse, it says, And Leah conceived, I'm sorry, I just read that, uh, in verse uh, 34, And she conceived again and bare a son, and said, Now this time will my husband be joined unto me, because I have borne him three sons. In between there she had Simeon as well. So she's had Reuben, she's had Simeon, and now she's had the third one named Levi. But once again, she says there, now my now will my husband be joined unto me. Once again, she's placing her value in that. I'm going to stop here. We're going to look at some more verses here in a second. Stop here and explain, you know, in life, your value is from Christ. Um, your value does not come from people. Your value does not come from your accomplishments. And I know, you know, in the society we live with, uh, the... the um, uh, free enterprise system where you can you can accomplish as much as long as you're willing to do this and people place their value in you based on what you accomplish. I understand all that, but understand when it comes down when it when it comes down to brass tacks, it comes down to the the be all and the end all. What matters is the value that God has placed on us. Well, it doesn't matter what this person thinks or that person thinks. What matters is my value is in Christ. And you think we live in a society where people are very harsh with their words and they're harsh with their actions. I mean, look at Leah here. The Bible says that uh, she knew or that, that God knew she was hated. And I imagine Jacob was not very good with hiding it if he even tried to hide it at all. But we find uh, Leah hated and her then saying, okay, well, you know what? Since I can't get value in that way, let me find another way to produce value. Let me find another way to make myself valuable to my husband. Not the way to go about it. And what I want you to understand, once again, pushing as this uh, podcast pushes primarily to teenagers, understand your value is not, it's not in the things that you do. In other words, you're going to come across people, you know, you, you think in the relationship between a guy and a girl, well, if you love me, then do. If you love me, then do. No, 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 no. That's not, you You don't have to prove that value. In other words, love is a love is a giving thing. It's not a taking thing. So don't allow yourself to be deceived into thinking, well, you know what, to prove my love. Unfortunately, sometimes that happens in homes. Unfortunately, sometimes, you know, a parent shows extra love because, well, you accomplished this. Your sibling did not. I mean, obviously, you see later, once again, with Jacob, you see the same thing with Jacob. Uh, I'm sorry, with Isaac, but with Jacob and Esau in the story where uh, Jake or Isaac loved Esau and Rebecca loved Jacob and the split that went on there. That's probably where Jacob learned it. 
But understanding that your value does not come from another human being. Your value does not come from uh, the things you've accomplished. Your value is set and your value is in Christ. And that's here. Leo thought, you know what? Well, let me do this. Let me do that. Trying to make her, make her uh, more or to, to earn more love from Jacob. But now, once again, it continues on. The Bible says in uh, chapter 29, or sorry, moving to chapter 30 now, chapter 30, verse 13, the Bible, once again, Leah, she said, happy am I, once, uh, in this case, uh, Zilpah, Leah's handmaid, uh, she had a son, and Leah says, happy am I, for the daughters will call me blessed. Now you see how the mindset shifts from just having value from Jacob for this or for that, now the mindset comes of, well, now other people are going to think I'm valuable because I did this. You know, uh, there was a kid when I was in school um, that would do uh, anything for attention. And I remember my dad sitting me down and saying, Ben, look, you know, number one, don't do stupid things. But number two, if you find a group of friends where you constantly have to perform, you constantly have to do this to do that to maintain the friendship, that's not a friendship that you want to be a part of. You see, we live in a very manipulative, manipulatable and manipulated society. A society that says, well, if you do, then I'll counter. If you don't, then I'll counter. And we go back and forth and back and forth. And it's everybody just trying to give themselves some value to make themselves or make themselves feel that they're worth something. That's where the idea of, you know, that, that corporate life ladder of me trying to outdo this person or that person. Why? Because I'm trying to get to, to, I'm trying to surpass that person to try to make sure that I have more value. And ultimately when it comes to who you are as a person, your value is in Christ. As a Christian teenager, your value is in him. He loves you no matter what. We live in a, in a, in a society of conditional love. And uh, what that love may fluctuate, it may change, but our love, God's love for us never changes. Uh, the Bible says that he loves us the same today as he did before we were ever even born. And he loves you the same as he loves your mom and your dad or your pastor or your neighbor. He loves you just as much as them. That doesn't change. It doesn't get better, bigger. It doesn't get smaller. He loves you the same. And like I said, sometimes it's difficult because we only know human love. We're human beings. And, uh, but we have to understand, or we have to understand sometimes what we do then is we transfer that same mindset. Well, God, uh, or the, well, uh, this human being failed me and they don't love me because of this and I have to perform. And that's where you get the idea of what they call performance-based Christianity. You see, I do things not to gain love from Christ. I do things because he loved me. In other words, his love, the Bible says uh, that it, the, the love of Christ constraineth us to do something. Brother Caleb Terry uh, talked about that on Wednesday night. You know, I don't go, we don't go soul winning to earn Christ's love. We go soul winning because he loved us. In other words, he loved us enough to die for us. Why wouldn't I then go out and do this or do that? And so you see the difference in the mindset. But once again, now we see Leah here er, trying to earn uh, uh, um, love or earn respect in uh, J Jacob's eyes. Now we see her here with uh, the the other women or the 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 women patriarch or I'm sorry matriarchs of the family she's trying to earn that as well by in this case uh, having children another one the last one we're going to look at in this chapter here in verse 20 the Bible says and Leah said God hath endued me with a good dowry now she's had six kids six sons God hath endued me with a good dowry now will my husband dwell with me because I have borne him six sons in other words, she was doing all she could to earn Jacob's love. But you have to understand in life, number one, you don't have to earn God's love. God loves you no matter what. 
Now the Bible does say, Whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth. If God comes after you, it's not because he hates you. It's because he does love you. He comes after you and sometimes has to chasten us. Sometimes has to, sometimes has to smack us back into line to get us to where we're supposed to be. But he does it because he loves us. And we see here with Leah, the Bible says that she, finally, she says, Now, finally, my husband will dwell with me because I have borne him six sons. I've gone through the pain of childbirth six times. Now maybe he'll love me. And like I said, we have to be very, very careful the extent we're going to go to to uh, make other people like us, make other people uh, love us, because you have to understand people will stop at nothing. It'll be this, and then it's this, and then it's that, trying to uh, make you feel that you're unloved so that you'll do what you need to do to feel loved in their eyes. And that's why I said you cannot place your value in people. People are fickle. God is not fickle. People will, uh, their their mindsets are going to change. Their desires are going to change. God's mindset and desires are not going to change. And that's why you have to learn, and that's part of developing your relationship with Him. You have to learn to put your value in Him. You have to learn to allow Him to make... Uh, to, to make you make your self-esteem what it needs to be. And that's a choice we make. So then along with those lines, we see Leah doing all she can to be accepted here. Let me look at another story, though. And I've mentioned this one before, at least in preaching. I don't know if I've mentioned it in the podcast or not. The story with uh, Peter denying Christ. Peter's a, I love, I love, Peter simply because he uh I can I can identify with him. You know, we all we all make mistakes and how how many times Peter uh said this and said that, you know, you laugh at uh Peter when uh Peter makes the statement where he says uh, thou art the Christ the son of God and uh Christ builds him up and says, "Hey, you know what? Yes, you're right." And then a couple of verses later Peter says, "No way, you're not going to go to the cross." And uh, then Jesus says, "Get thee behind me, Satan." And sometimes I wonder if the other 11 disciples were over there, "Ha, Peter, you idiot." Uh, I I don't know, uh, but I identify with Peter uh, specifically in that way. Uh, but the Bible says that um, Peter, when he goes to, uh, when Jesus is being interrogated, the Bible says he's taken to the home of Caiaphas, the high priest. And the Bible says that Peter followed afar off, which we I think it might have been on the podcast we talked about, uh, when we keep that distance, bad things happen. But the Bible says that Peter finds himself warming, or he's warming by the fire. He was comfortable around the people of the world. But then the Bible says that uh, the uh, one of the maids, three different maids came to him. And the Bible says uh, the first one kind of said, hey, you know what? I, I think you were with him. I think I saw you with him. And Peter denies it, says, no, I wasn't there. I wasn't there. And uh, then the Bible says another maid comes and she says, well, you know what? Uh, I, I think I've seen you before. Uh, I'm pretty sure. You, are you sure you weren't with him? And once again, he vehemently uh, denies uh, denies that it happened. Uh, but then the third the third maid comes along, and that's where I want you to look. And I'm I'm in Mark right now, but uh, if you want to follow along, Mark chapter fourteen. The Bible says the last one specifically. She came and she said, "Surely thou art one of them, for thou art a Galilean." For thy speech, or and thy speech agreeth there too. She said, "You're a Galilean. I can tell by your accent. I can tell by the way you speak. You're a Galilean." Now watch this. The Bible says in verse seventy-one. Then, but he began to curse and to swear. In other words, we find Peter going to an extreme to blend in, to be accepted. He knew, you know what, if I'm identified as being a follower of Christ, they may kill me too. He's probably going to die tomorrow morning or in the next day. And if I'm identified with him, if I'm part of him, then I'm going to I'm going to be killed too. And so he went to whatever extreme he had to, to be accepted. And what we have to understand is, once again, in, th in this case, you know, we could argue against Peter. And we do the same thing, though. You think on social media or in our friend groups or whatever, sometimes we do things purposely to try to blend in. We per we, we go to an extreme. We act foolish. We we try to make people laugh. Why? Because it makes us feel that we're, we're desired and it, it 
boosts our self-esteem. But you have to understand in regards to that, your value is in Christ. Your value is in the fact that he loved you enough to send his son to die for you. Nothing else matters. Now, I'm not saying you don't work hard, but why do you work hard? Do you work hard because God loves you or do you work hard to try to earn his love or to earn your parents' love or, or to earn respect from them? Because you have to understand, sometimes you, sometimes we do things and we do them with the wrong motives. We do them for the wrong reasons. And so that's why we end up quitting because you know what? Well, the motives have changed. But that's like I said, that verse, the love of Christ constraineth us. That's talking about going out and pursuing people for the gospel. In essence, taking that mindset of, you know what? God loved me enough to, to die for me. He deserves my best. I'm going to, uh, my value is in him. You know, that's not going to change. I can work hard. I can do this. But ultimately, God loves me as much now as he did before. So teenager, let me kind of put it on, the, on a bottom shelf, put it more in, in, applicable to life here. Sometimes there are going to be people who tear you down. There may be friends that tear you down, talk behind your back, and you know that makes you feel bad about yourself. But understand, you know, the idea of you know what woe is me, and allowing yourself to go into a shell and developing uh, anxiety and depression. All that is a result of us thinking that our value is in what those people think, and in the words of my dad, what they think doesn't matter of hill, what doesn't matter a hill of beans. What matters is what Christ thinks, and he loves you today just as much as he did yesterday and as much as he will tomorrow. And so your value is in him. Leah went to an extreme. You know what? Oh, I'm going to do this, and I hope he loves me, and I'm going to have another child, and I hope he loves me, and I'm going to have another child, and maybe everybody will love me. And you see over and over these things done simply for her, or in her case, her trying to earn love not understanding, you know what, my value is in Christ. If Jacob doesn't love me, there's a reason I'm here. And so I'm just going to continue doing what I know I'm supposed to do because I know my God loves me. And then we see Peter going to an extreme, cursing and swearing just so he could be accepted. So he wasn't uh, pointed out as different and he was accepted as part of the group. Choose to understand that. And I say choose on purpose because it's difficult in our day and age. It's difficult to see social media. It's difficult to have people talk or even post things that are that, that hurt us. But understand, my value is in Christ. I don't have to earn love. I'm going to do. I'm going to be who I am in Christ. I'm going to. I'm going to choose my identity in Christ and allow Him to care for all those fringe details. Well, I hope it's been a help to you. And like I said, it's a, a very pertinent thing for what we have to deal with uh, in today's day and age. If you do have any questions or further topics you want to hear, uh, shoot me a message. On, uh, my email is ben.morse at lbctheodore.com or contact me on Instagram, contact me on Facebook, or uh, Lighthouse to use some of you have my number or send me a service. And like I said, give me a topic and I'll be glad to discuss it here on the podcast. But until then, we'll see you next week.